These guys survived the David Kahn era of Timberwolves basketball and live to tell about it. It's Flagrant Howls. Yeah, welcome in to Flagrant Howls, your favorite Timberwolves lifestyle podcast. Our guy Kyle Tige is uh, off the grid this week. Recharging, refreshing. Is still he taking one of his uh, like mini trips to Hawaii? Yeah, he goes to. Well, I don't know. I think if he maybe he's in Hawaii. I feel like he's in Hawaii like once a year. The current conditions oh, like once there a month. might. <laughs> yeah, or once a impede, month. Yeah, might impede that with what's yeah. going on there. I'm a bad friend. I feel like he told me where he was in a text, and now that doesn't make you a bad I don't friend. Well, at least classic, I remember his Judd. name, Judd. That doesn't, that doesn't make you a people's names, dude. He's on vacation. He's a good guy, but I mean, you work with him. He's gone. He's out of sight, out of mind. I don't care where he is. He's a good friend. Look, wow. Go do your own thing, Kyle. That's you're awesome. Walk, you're walking into a podcast here where the audience expects one thing, and yeah. you just took a crap on one of the hosts. Hey, right no, it's a lifestyle game. show. First I got to live my lifestyle. Now Kyle Tug. No, now your co-host. You're lashing you out of your co-host. It? No, I like Kyle. Kyle's a great guy. I'm just saying if somebody's gone, they're gone. I, you know, and, and I'm sure he's fine. a great guy, but... People would rather hear Kyle right now than you. So just know that that. for the next 25 minutes. I'm not criticizing him. You asked me to be on a podcast that's about lifestyle. I come into the show. (laughs) I lead my lifestyle, and I get told I'm not leading the correct lifestyle? Is this... What is this, 1958? Come on. Well, you have to fit into our lifestyle. That's the flagrant house lifestyle. So um, (laughs) there's... I feel like I don't know this. This talker comes up with like superstars that are in smaller markets. It's happened with Giannis, and now it's happening with Ant. And we're gonna lay this out and get to it. But a shout out real quick to our friends over at Power Lodge and Miller Marine here. So it's kind of like the tail end of throttle therapy season on the water, and then we're looking ahead. It's like fall weather today, so we're kind of looking ahead to our maybe ATV and snowmobile. Uh, time here but whatever you're into whether it's on the land or on the water you've got all sorts of goodies for you at power lodge and miller marine power lodge with multiple locations in minnesota brainerd anamia ramsey miller marine in st cloud uh, check them out at powerlodge.com and millermarine.com so there's been an interesting development over the last like three weeks with usa traveling the world the national media has discovered Anthony Edwards for the first time. It's great. There, remember when Stephen A last year, like the playoffs started and Anthony Edwards put up like 35 points and he's like, oh my God, I was watching basketball last night. Yes. Have you guys heard of this? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Anthony Edwards guy. I feel like the national media now outside of Stephen A Smith is like, oh my God, this guy can play some basketball. Even Steve Kerr and Eric Spolstra are like for the first time, like, oh my God, this guy's kind of like Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. And so now that this is happening, the national media is also realizing it's imperative to make sure he doesn't stay in Minnesota. Yep. That's the, that's the, okay. Well, holy cow. We've discovered this gem. He can't be in Minnesota. He has to get somewhere else. The athletic wrote this last week. Anthony Edwards has emerged as team USA's go-to scoring option. Many around the league believe the 22 year old is primed to ascend to superstar status this season. Yes. All right. Let's go. Is it time for a bigger stage than Minnesota? And then Patrick Beverly came in, former Timberwolf, by the way. And he said, quote, on his podcast, Ant will get out of Minnesota. That's just what happens. That's no disrespect to Minnesota, although it is, actually. It's just that personality. He could change the world outside of Minnesota. 
and there's been others as well. So I guess my question to you guys, this is a good time to have the sports dad in here on Flagrant Howls for some perspective here going back further than I can go back. How do you feel about this argument now that, oh, he, oh my God, he might be a superstar. So the next step is let's get his ass out of Minnesota to a bigger market, a bigger stage somewhere. It feels like, uh, Phil, since we started to, to do this show together or the show uh, back on in the 1500 days that we have had this discussion with anyone who starts to emerge in a market that's not considered big, right? Like, I forget, it was, I, I swear to God, we had this conversation seven, eight years back. Okay, first of all, let's look at the facts. Ant just signed a contract extension. So for the immediate time, he's going nowhere. Like, he's not going to get out of his – he doesn't have the option now to get out of his first contract and force a trade. Second of all, um, when it comes to the national perspective, I think that there is a definite agenda there because it's always a lightning rod, lightning rod talker. I mean, The Athletic is a subscription-based thing. They are looking to get hits, and, and it is an easy – and a fun, reckless speculation talker to say, well, this guy is emerging as a star, and he plays for the Timberwolves, and the Timberwolves are lousy, and so he is going to have to go. Uh, Patrick Beverly has an agenda because he wasn't brought back here. I and think, I think he likes Minnesota, oddly, though. Like he, I think he, he likes does to poke, rave about Cat and stuff. But I think he likes to yeah. poke. I think he likes to poke. I think he has fun. And, and I don't think his liking Minnesota – and liking his teammates here can be confused with the fact that Pat Bev's life, and I give him credit because he, he's actually turned this into a, a pretty smart thing for him, is to feel disrespected. So, like, he was disrespected here, so why would Ant want to stay here? Long story short, um, Kevin Garnett played here a long time. Kevin Garnett was here when things started to to really trend south for basically a second time in franchise history. And Kevin Garnett did not want out. Now, if this was going to be the Glenn Taylor, Mon Pa shop, I'd be like, you know what? Have to wait and see. But if this franchise with Laurie and A-Rod is run in the correct way, and until that we see it's not, I'm going to assume it's going to join the, join the uh, 2023, 24, 25 era of how NBA teams are run. Then I think Ant stays here. And I think, I think there's a much higher chance that, and a Timberwolves-led team by Anthony Edwards has actual postseason success and has success than he ever wants out. I th- no. I would put my odds. I would put my odds on Ant being far more of a KG type of guy. And KG did have success. I, I mean, one conference finals run, but that was KG. I would put my money on Anthony Edwards actually sparking this franchise and them having success as opposed to him being like four years down the road and saying, you know where I have to play? I have to play for the Knicks or the, the Knickerbockers, the New York yeah. Knickerbockers who've been garbage for 30 years. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I, I, I think it's a fun talker and I think it's, um, I think that it's an easy off season national media talker when a guy is going well to identify, Hey, what could be the problem here? I mean, I'd do it too. I just don't think it's realistic. It is fascinating. Cause, uh, like two weeks ago, before really I feel like this started to really bubble, um, the Lebetard show spent like 40 minutes. Dan was out, but the entire rest of the crew was was in. And they were basically concocting ways that Eric Spolscher is basically planting the early seeds to get Anthony Edwards to Miami down the road. 
Like they, they spent 25 minutes on that with also the comparison to Dwayne Wade, with also the comparison to, hey, LeBron and Chris Bosh, the seeds that were planted to get them to Miami. Um, yeah. It is it's fascinating because it's it's a team that I feel like uh, pre-Anthony Edwards, yeah, some people knew him because of the Jimmy Butler situation and the new Andrew Wiggins and Cat to a degree, but no one ever took them seriously. This feels like, at least to me, that this is the most serious the people are like legitimately taking the Timberwolves core since Kevin Garnett. It, it, it might not, they're not looking at them as like the Golden State Warriors as this dynasty, but I feel like for the first time in probably like 20 years, 15, 20 years, every other major market, every other national talking head is at least kind of considering the Timberwolves as a legitimate team in the Western Conference. Yeah, and to me, like legitimate team, to, like that's where the conversation should be. This I, I'm so sick of like these boomers who are coming out, and I don't know how old the athletic writer is, prob- probably someone that's younger, but like this whole bigger market argument in 2023 is so dumb. The conversation should be about, if you want to poke holes in like where Anthony Edwards should be, it should be about, and this is a fair question, absolutely, because the Timberwolves have been incompetently run for the better part of, well, forever, for 35 years. Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez, they can't make the market bigger, but they can make it a cooler place to be if you're a basketball star. They can make it a winning franchise, right? They can hire the right people. They can sign the right contracts. I just want to show you, I was thinking about this in terms of like a bigger market to shine and how dumb that is in 2023. I want to show you across different sports, different forms of entertainment, how archaic and inaccurate that argument is. Let's start with the NBA, where right now, the last two or three years, it's fair to say there's probably a handful of faces of the NBA, but right now, Nikola Jokic and Giannis are like the two faces of the National Basketball Association the last three years or so. One of them plays in Denver. The other one plays in Milwaukee. Those are both smaller markets in terms of like Nielsen measurement, TVs and homes and population than Minneapolis-St. Paul. Okay, so the two current faces of the NBA are in smaller markets than Minneapolis-St. Paul. LeBron James is probably the most famous athlete in the world the last 10 or 15 years. Maybe it's Messi, maybe it's Ronaldo, but it's like LeBron James is one of the three or four most famous athletes in the world, not just the country, the world, the last 10, 15, 20 years. And he has spent the majority of his career in Cleveland, Ohio. where he It wasn't like he went to Miami and then became a household name. It's like, no, he was a household name in Cleveland. They went back to Cleveland, right? In the NFL right now, the three faces of the league play in Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Buffalo. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow. All of those are smaller markets than Minneapolis-St. Paul. So today... Uh, on the uh, the sports media front, Pat McAfee starts, he takes his show over from like his independent uh, situation, brings it over to ESPN. It's going to be uh, distributed across all of ESPN's platforms from noon until three every single day. And it's going to be on YouTube. Pat McAfee has the biggest sports media show and platform in the country. And that show is produced out of Indianapolis, Indiana a smaller market than Minneapolis-St. Paul. And I'll give you one more here just for to hammer this point home <laughs> of how dumb this argument is that you need to go to a bigger market in 2023 when everyone's got a phone and internet. YouTube stars, okay? Mr. Beast. You guys heard of Mr. Beast? I know Mr. Beast. I know where he is. Where 180 million YouTube subscribers. He is the biggest YouTube star in the history of YouTube, okay? Mr. Beast resides 
in Greenville, North Carolina. Yep. I think I just made Judd's head explode. I think he might have just left the room entirely. Population 88,000 in Greenville, North Carolina. You have relatives in North Carolina. The population of the biggest YouTube star in the country is the same as Bloomington, Minnesota. Right. So I'm like, like all of these boomers and Gen Xers talking about New York and Los Angeles as the only places you can be famous in 2023. Get out of here with that dumbassery, please. If your argument is, are the Timberwolves the right franchise and vessel to be competently run for Anthony Edwards to maximize exposure in the playoffs, et cetera, we can have that conversation. But stop with like the New York, L.A., big market thing in 2023 okay and rent very nice yeah. very nice and <laughs> but the difference with that list that you just went through as well with with um star players in small towns or smaller markets is the fact that those star players have been the driving force for success and so that's the thing is anthony edwards appears to be the type of player that you can build a franchise around like that's the whole point about carl anthony towns he was expected to transcend, to turn the franchise around. And for everyone who says, well, he's a great player, okay, but, you know, they haven't had the requisite success yet. Like, that's the thing. Like, Joe Burrow in Cincinnati is a perfect example. How long were the Bengals just a laughingstock, an absolute just terrible franchise? Joe Burrow liked to say, well, Joe Burrow should go to the New York Giants. <laughs> One, he's been incredibly <laughs> successful. Right? Two, no one, like, no one talks about that. It's... <laughs> but, but my point is, I will trade. I will consider trading a star uh, player who doesn't do what I expected. Yeah. Like the reason why we talk about Cat potentially being traded is because of that. Because the success has not come. But Anthony Edwards appears to be the type of guy who you can say, "Dude, we are going to invest everything around you. You're going to make this." And that's the other thing: Anthony Edwards, Joe Burrow, Giannis. Those guys make their teams cool to play for. That's how they get good players now. Yeah. So, like, so if, if they were trade, if they were to trade them, guys wouldn't be like, "Well, Cincinnati looked like they turned things around, but Burrow's gone now." So, like that, yeah. But I mean, Phil, this this again, this goes back eight years. The NBA, especially, they have all there. There's this fixation with big markets. Okay, now you could say that this is a that winters here aren't especially palatable, but the reality is. Players are looking for places they can A, win, B, be comfortable, and C, where if you're going to spend the money, like Glenn Taylor would be the problem, not Minneapolis, Minnesota. Glenn Taylor would be the problem. If Glenn Taylor wasn't selling this team, I would, would, in sports dad fashion, caution that I'm a little bit concerned here. But if this thing gets sold, which it looks like it's going to, and gets run right, I don't think the market is going to be the problem. Even uh, I'll throw two more at you, and I know hockey's a lot different. The best hockey player on the planet plays in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Edmonton. Now, it's a big city in Canada, but no no one looks at Edmonton as this insane, absurd, amazing, over-the-top market, right? Like, it's, it's, it's kind of baffling to me that sometimes we just look at, hey, New York and L.A., and I think sometimes, I think LeBron, yeah, to a degree, maybe skewed that a little bit with the big three. But in general, if you look at the current state of most all four major teams in, in the professional sports scene in, in the United States, they're not in all big markets. It's just, it's hilarious to me. Now, now the hockey argument might be that, hey, Connor McDavid, is he the most famous hockey player? 
You guys could tell me. Is he is he the because he, he right should now? be the, he should be the most yes. famous player, but he's because you could you could probably argue that one the other way and say he actually needs to get out of Edmonton, go to at least Toronto or something to be the most famous player. But I mean, but the point stands that you can have a wildly successful career and make millions of dollars, yes. and like he's he's the most famous player in Canada, which mm-hmm. is you know it's the national sport in Canada. Now, okay, to go down the argument path of like. Anthony Edwards is Minnesota the right place to be again it's about the franchise not about the market size Damian Lillard in Portland mm-hmm. it's it, you know it hasn't been a team failure there because of Portland's market size in my opinion I mean San Antonio is a small market and they had a dynasty because they were a well-run franchise and Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker were all like faces of the league for 10 years especially Tim Duncan right now Portland is incompetently run and that's why Dame Lillard hasn't been on a bigger stage because they aren't putting guys around him uh, in baseball. Shohei Otani and Mike Trout are in the second biggest market. Is Los, is Los Angeles number one or two? LA is two. New York somewhere. LA is two. So second biggest market in the country, but they are incompetently run. Therefore, right. they're playing in obscurity. They're never playing in October, never playing you know, in the American League Championship Series or the World Series. And so it's not that Shohei has to. Shohei might go from Los Angeles to Seattle. He might downgrade by like fourteen market sizes to play for a better run franchise. Yeah, this you know? is all. This is all about exactly that. This is all about how are you run? Like the Bucks are now run well. The Bucks were recently sold. That's not a coincidence. So yeah, it, it is. It, it is one hundred percent how the team is run. How much you empower that that star player. And by the way, you've got to you've got to empower the right guy too. Like Ant probably deserves it. Like, from what I've seen, Ant deserves that. And so if Ant can recruit some friends here, if this team is willing to, to spend, mm-hmm. it might seem small now, but I, I think it's going to be important uh, in the coming years. Is this team going to get a new building to play in with better locker rooms and fancy, you know, players like that stuff? But I don't think it has a damn thing to do with, well, that's eh, not in Los Angeles. So, like, that, uh-huh. that that's a late that, – that has become – because I think at one time – 20 years back, it held weight. In my opinion, that's become a lazy, old-school argument just to do it based on the market size. Yeah, and now I feel like I'm now just we're like beating a dead horse here, but one more thing on this, because it's so, it's so stupid, the market size thing. Okay, if you're Anthony Edwards, all right, let's envision a world where you go from small little podunk Minnesota, Minneapolis, right, even though it's a bigger market, it's a bigger market market size-wise than, you know, half the NBA cities. Including Miami, by the way. Yep. Now Miami is more like star uh, right. destination city, so I get it. Right. But okay, let's say you're going to go from Minneapolis to Los Angeles so that you can be a movie star. Oh wait, he already was a movie star. He starred in Adam Sandler's movie last summer. Or maybe you can go from Minneapolis to Los Angeles or New York. Maybe New York so that you can be the face of USA basketball. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> oh wait, he is already the face of at least the the World Cup version of USA basketball. Like right. It's just. It's 2023, man. You can run a 200 million subscriber YouTube channel from Greenville, North Carolina. You can run the biggest sports media platform in the country from Indianapolis, Indiana. I mean, you can do you can do flagrant howls from Minneapolis slash St. Paul, Seattle and Portland for a while. It doesn't matter. Exactly right. But I will (laughs) say this. I will say this. In watching Anthony Edwards play in the, the World Cup, I've watched about three games. There is. Clearly, I mean, this is why I said this is the one place where I where I don't have a problem with a guy playing in in a non season in 
season tournament because you can see that a switch has been flipped. Like, this is no fluke. Mm -hmm. This is no fluke. And I urge you, for all of you who are Wolves fans and say, you guys are too hard on Cat, I urge you to watch the difference in watching those two guys play consistently. And this is not to say Cat is not a special player. Cat is a special talent. But I'm talking about that sort of it intangible. When I watch Ant play, and Ant has a way that says, give me the ball, that is almost like, okay, dude, I will. Not a, give me the ball, I want the ball. It's a, give me the ball. Yeah, it's, I mean. It's special. And he had, the the game against Italy where they won by like 40 was basically his first clunker of the World Cup, I feel like. But they were also, he played lockdown defense. He grabbed some rebounds, some assists. Incredible, Phil. It it was a Mikal Bridges game, and they were up by 40. His defense defense has become nuts. Yeah. Well, when he, it's hard, I think, for 82 games in the regular season to just bring that intensity all the time when you're also asked to be the primary ball handler and score 25, 30 points every single night. But you see, like, when he wants to flip that switch and turn it on, and you do have to pace yourself a little bit in the regular season, but... You know, on a night where, hey, you got you to gotta go lock down Steph Curry for a, a, a final possession or, you know, Trey Young or I'm trying to think back some of those games. And Jade McDaniels is the same way. So, anyways, figured we'd just kind of jump on here and uh, cut a vein open for 20 minutes oh, for you guys here. Thank you. Flagrant Hall. Thank yeah, you. you. My you, you first can, appearance. You can thank our buddy. Well, it's not I your know. first appearance on Flagrant Hall's. Well, it's my first appearance on, on where Kyle is ordinarily the co-host, I should say. I've been on with you when we do the version of Mackie and Judd, but this is my first time where Kyle's been out and I've been on. So you I, you are now indoctrined as a yeah, friend yeah. of Flagrant House, a here. friend of the show, which means Kyle, where are you? I care about you very deeply. Love us some Kyle. Uh, love us some Finch too. Love love us mm, some Chris mm, Finch mm. and some Finch Home Solutions. No relation, no relation. The Finch you Home make- Solutions van is more of a you know purple and gold van, but we're all friends here. You make the call. That's the van that's going to show up. And if you have any electrical problems in your home, the second that that van pulls up in front of your house, you know you're going to get good, courteous, fast, outstanding service because that's how Cody and his team do things. And we're talking about repairs from the smallest of things. We're talking about, you know what, you need an outlet installed. Finch does that. We're talking about your entire house needs to be rewired. You've got some huge project. You've got the, you're redoing your kitchen and have a bunch of electrical needs there. Finch does that. There's nothing Finch can't do. They're going to be fast. They're going to be efficient. They're going to be courteous. They're going to be fair. All of those things, I have used them and confirmed that. 612-357-2604, finchhomesolutions.com. Finchhomesolutions.com. And best of all, when that van pulls up, you know you're going to get quality. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us here. Flagrant Halls. Give us a five-star rating, positive review on Apple, and we'll see you guys next week.